Check one, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. Snappers. I'm going to read you a letter that I just received. It says, Dear Glenn, I love the snap, but I didn't get to support it. And it's weighing heavy on my head going into the Mother's Day holiday because my mama, she likes it too. We share these stories together. Glenn, what do I do? Heartbreaking, but not to fear, dear listener, because we feel your pain. If you want to join Snap Nation right now to support the storytelling that you love and get great stuff in the process, now is in fact the time. Just go to snapjudgment.org because we're about to rock the Snap Mother's Day special. I want you to go ahead and do it for your mama. Do it for your auntie, your nana, your granny, your abuela, your neighbor lady, your mother-in-law. You're going to feel better. And your mama, she's going to feel better too. Become a patron of the show at a level that makes sense to you and make your mama proud. Snapjudgment.org Okay, so I'm one of those dads on the weekends at my boys' basketball games screaming for him to get the rebound, boy! Shoot the ball! Get out the paint! Defense! Rap! You see my boy get hacked? You see it? And the thing is, despite all my screeches from the bleachers, my boy keeps playing. His whole team does. And he's so good. Better than I ever was. So I think back when it was me playing basketball and I dribbled down the court I put up the big shot and inevitably the ball will refuse to go where I will it instead of sailing inside the hoop it bounces off it the other team will grab the ball start running the other way I look to the bleachers and there she is next to my pops yeah pops trying to keep it together trying to be encouraging next time boy which is great, but moms, she's just beaming. No matter what, smiling at me, waving. I'm not sure she fully understands the rules of this game or that she's internalized that I'm not really a very good player, that the goal is actually to make points. No matter, I look up and she was always just delighted to see me seeing her. And I remember her. I remember her then as I'm watching my own son, so I try to calm down to be that for him. I try to let him know that I don't care who wins this game. I don't care who loses, that I just want him to do his best. But he knows better. So he looks up to me when he makes the big shot. He grins. There you go, boy. There you go. And I'm thrilled. But then he looks to his mom when he misses. Today on Stamp Judgment, we're going to give love where love is deserved. Some people say, well, well, I really didn't have a mama. But who were you trying to see when you looked in the bleachers? And Snap Judgment, we proudly present Who's Your Mama? Amazing stories from real people, some who know exactly from whence they came, and others who are trying to figure it out. My name is Glenn Washington. 
remember to always cheer as hard as you can for as long as you can when you're listening to Snap Judgment. Again, dear listeners, with a treat. Make sure you don't have anywhere where you're supposed to be because Snap Judgment's queen of comedy. You know her from Girl Scout cookies. You know her from falling out of a plane. Our own Jen Colber. She's walking out right now on the Snap Judgment live stage. And I saved you. The best seat in the house. Now, this story does contain explicit language. Sensitive listeners are advised. Please say hello to Jen Colbert. Freezer, you put them in a toaster, delicious. <laughs> and all my life, I've watched the commercials for Echo Waffles. It's always the same setup. <laughs> Two children, <laughs> but just one fucking waffle. And the children fight for the waffle. Y'all, those waffles come in a box of 10. I've done the research, I've logged the data. And we can all agree no matter what you believe, no matter where you're from, no matter who you voted for, we can all agree that waffles are to be eaten two at a fucking time. Over one waffle, that means one of you little skinny bitches just ate one. (laughs) Or worse, one of you fat fucks had three. (laughs) Now I have to start my morning strategizing how to get my breakfast, because your fat ass couldn't commit to number four. (laughs) I feel like this waffle conundrum is a fine metaphor for our current political climate. (laughs) They're just showing us this one waffle. And they want us to fight over it. 
But here's the thing, y'all. We need to come together and start figuring out what happened to the other nine fucking waffles! Y'all need to get waffle woke. That's real. <laughs> Hashtag waffle woke. Okay, so now you're waffle woke. Congratulations. But Jen's just getting started. Hilarious. Jen Colbert, she's going to take us places we've never been before in just a moment. Go get your mom and your nana your auntie, get everybody. Stay tuned. Did you make your mama proud yet? Join Snap Nation at snapjudgment.org. Get great stuff and make Snap Snap. Amazing storytelling doesn't just happen by accident. Snapjudgment.org. You're listening to Snap Judgment, the Who's Your Mama episode part one. We'll take you back to Snap Live and Jen Cobra, who just got warmed up, and now she's ready to knock them down. Snap Judgment Live. Hashtag Waffle Woke. I told that joke in a comedy club in Los Angeles a year and a half ago. A television producer saw it loved it, and asked me if I wanted to be on a television show. I was like, yeah, yeah, I would. (laughs) He asked me if I'd be willing to relocate to Los Angeles for the television show, which sounded great to me, because at the time, I was living in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Those are my people. I was living in a three-bedroom, two-bath house on over an acre of land. Ducks, goats, chickens, dogs, $600 a month. And then I, I went out to Los Angeles to find a place to live. And it quickly became apparent this was gonna be more. I was not prepared for a comma in my rent. I, I don't want the punctuation. Take, take that out. You can just... Right? I went back home. I looked at my little brother. I was like, I can't afford to live out there. My little brother says, are you stupid? Girl, you got a trailer in your backyard. Hook it up to your car and drive your ass to Beverly Hills where you belong. And I thought, this is a brilliant idea because rent is very expensive, but parking is free. So I hooked the camper trailer up to my vehicle and I made my way to California, Beverly Hills. I'm on TV. But I'm still Southern, right? So I wanted to be in a part 
of Beverly Hills where I felt comfortable. So I found this uh, rodeo drive. <laughs> purdy, real purdy, real purdy. And uh, I was ready to just pull up, you know, start living my life. <laughs> Here's the problem. I wasn't real sure about the quantum physics of how the camper trailer was to remain vertical when not attached to my vehicle, right? My brother showed me there's a kickstand, right? There's a little kickstand. Uh, but you're apparently supposed to immobilize the tires and, and weigh down the back. I, I wasn't paying attention, I was smoking weed. So I got there, I pulled up to the curb, I jumped out, put down the kickstand, pulled away the car, took off my shirt, toked up, and started living my life. One Tuesday morning, I'd lit up a big doobie, and I was listening to some Jamiroquai. As will happen on a Tuesday morning. If you've ever listened to Jamiroquai, you know that music, it just gets inside of you, right? It just finds its way into you. And pretty soon I'm moving and shaking and moving and shaking. And I realized that the whole camper trailer is moving and shaking and moving and shaking. And I can feel that little kickstand. It's just a weebling and wobbling and weebling and wobbling. I don't know if you've ever seen The Karate Kid, but what happened was it swept the leg. <laughs> the kickstand just came out from under us, and they call it Beverly Hills because you're on an incline. <laughs> so next thing I know, I am barreling down Rodeo Drive, picking up speed, when all of a sudden, bam! I hit a tree. I didn't know what was, was the damage. I put on a shirt. I thought that was the Christian thing to do. I got out of the camper trailer to assess the damage. And y'all, this is a 1973 Vista Avenger camper. And let me tell you something, this bitch took that redwood like a fucking champ. There was not a scratch on her, but I had popped the tire. And I don't know if you've ever lived in a camper trailer before, but when you pop the tire, your house is broke. You have to get that shit fixed immediately. And I only came to Los Angeles with $1,000 in my pocket, and I had to spend 350 of it to get it towed to Big Al's RV World. I get the camper trailer towed. I walk in, I tell Big Al what happened. He explains to me that they don't keep the vintage tires there in stock. He's gonna have to order it. And it's gonna take a week. And the tire is $370. I was like, no, no, I, I, just, I just need one. He said, no, that's how much it is, it's $370. I was like, come on, Big Al, you don't have a tire cheaper than $370? He says, well, I do, 
but it won't match. Come on, man, I live in Beverly Hills. That shit needs to match. I'm not gonna be the one camper trailer on Rodeo Drive with a janky tire. That's just not who I am as a person. And I explained to him that after getting the RV towed there, I don't have enough money to give him $370 if I expect to eat for the next 10 days until I get paid from this TV show. So we make a deal. He tells me I can give him $200 right there as a deposit. He'll order the tire, and I can give him the other $170 when it comes in, and they install it. That sounds like a deal, Big Al. But now you gotta keep my camper trailer for seven days. I, I don't have a place to live. And Big Al tells me about an app called Airbnb. We don't have Airbnb in Louisiana. We have go stay at your mama's house. So I was excited to learn, here's what it is. People rent out their whole home or maybe just a room in their home for people that are traveling. And the app is very helpful. You can plug in how much you want to spend, what area you want to be in, and any amenities you might require. So I did the math. I could afford $30 a night. I still wanted to be in Beverly Hills or Beverly Hills adjacent. Still on TV. And I wanted a swimming pool. I didn't move to Los Angeles to not have me a swimming pool. And I know that seems like a lot to ask for for $30, but here's the truth. I believe you have to put out into the universe what you want, right? I read The Secret. I went to prison. I know how this shit works. So I put it out there. $30 a night. Beverly Hills or West Side adjacent swimming pool and sure enough it worked two hours later I got an email from a girl who was renting out a room it was a shared room you could rent it. yeah I had my own bed in the room $32 a night in Malibu now I know what you're thinking it's out of my price range <laughs> but it's Malibu so I thought I'd splurge. <laughs> then I thought I was being catfished. You know what I mean? Is this real? So I scroll down to look at the pictures. Sure enough, there's a basketball court, tennis court, swimming pool, hot tub. I don't care who I have to share this room with. Let's do it. Book it now. I arrive the next day to check in and I get to the address on the paper. And the sign out front says, Malibu Senior Living Center. <laughs> An 88-year-old woman has rented out the other bed in her room because that lady died! She assures me that they changed the sheets. <laughs> she
she introduces herself. Her name is Doris. She's the cutest little old lady I've ever seen. Both of my grandmas passed away a while back, and I was just, so, she's so sweet. Um, Miss Doris, um, aren't they gonna notice? that I'm not in the cast of Cocoon. I'm this. I, I, don't, I don't want you to get in trouble. She says, oh honey, don't worry. I'm just gonna tell him you're my granddaughter. <gasps> There's acting involved. <laughs> we can make this work. So now I have a Nana. She's the cutest thing you've ever seen. And she takes me on a tour of the Senior Living Center. Our first stop is the dining hall. Y'all, meals are included. I'm not kidding you. Oatmeal, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. It's a lot of soft foods, but still free. Part of the deal. The bed? And as she's walking me down the hall to show me the pool, we pass a tall counter. And there are women behind it wearing scrub suits. And I was like, what's that? She says, oh, that's, that's the nurse's station, honey. We're old. And I never thought about that, but it's true. You know, I mean, if I think it's there, you know, in case one of the old people falls, they just sweep them behind that counter. <laughs> and behind the counter, there's a little refrigerator. Nana says, you see that refrigerator, honey? It's full of pudding cups. Anytime you want a pudding cup, you just go get one. Are you fucking serious, Nana? <laughs> there's your two extra dollars right there. best part of this whole thing. Come 6 p.m., I got the entire place to myself. <laughs> they give the old people a pill at 5.30 and they go night-night. That's when I take off my shirt, spark up a doobie, grab some pudding cups, and I'm sitting in the hot tub like, I love my fucking Nana! a lot about old people while I was there. A lot. They don't let the old people have a TV in their room because they don't want them to just isolate themselves in their room and watch TV all day. So if they want to watch TV, they have to watch it in the room with the big TV with everyone. And old people love the family feud. Right, Papa? You with me? Family feud. Family feud. You love family feud. I've never seen anything like it. Love, Family Feud. So listen, we were up late one night watching. It was like 4.30. <laughs> 
And this episode was a real nail biter, okay? The families are tied, the point value is tripled, the top three answers are on the board. Name something you put on a baked potato. My Nana stands up and yells, Aluminum foil! <laughs> when the number one answer was butter, that's right, she was pissed. When numbers two and three were sour cream and chives, she lost her shit. She stands up and screams, I have been making baked potatoes for 50 some odd years. I've made them without butter. I've made them without sour cream. I'm not entirely sure what a chive is. But I'll tell you this, I never made one without a lemon and fire. And with that, she turned the TV off. I was like, Nana, what are you doing? She's like, oh, only three of them are fucking awake. Oh, she's feisty. She's feisty. And this is a, the other thing I found out is that old people eat all their meals with the same other old people. It's very high school. It's very high school. It's, my grandma's in a, in a girl gang is what's happened. She eats lunch with these other two old ladies. <laughs> One of them, her name is Deanie. Beautiful, so sweet. And Deanie always has a doll with her and a little tiny comb. And she's always brushing and combing the hair of the doll, which is sweet, except the doll's not wearing any fucking clothes. I'm eating my cream of wheat and staring at doll ass. Do you know what I'm saying? Put a napkin on it, Deanie, cover it up. The other lady at the table's name is Hermine. I want you to go ahead and get the mental picture of this mean bitch in your head. Old German woman named Hermine. And she calls me that gay girl. But to my face. She's literally looking at my nana and goes, does the gay girl want some tea? I'm like, yes, ma'am, the gay girl would love some tea. We have ears now, we're almost just like you. The last day that I'm there, we're having lunch, and my Nana says to me, what is it that you do when we all go to sleep? It's like, well, uh, what I've been doing is uh, taking off my shirt, eating pudding cups and smoking doobies in the hot tub. She goes, there's a camera out there. Look, I'm gonna get on TV one way or another. That's gonna happen. But I explained to her that I wasn't going to the hot tub tonight. I said, tonight they're running a marathon of my favorite TV show, and I haven't seen it in a couple weeks. So I wanna catch up on it and then watch the new episode. So that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm getting pudding cups and I'm watching TV. Well, listen, it's your last night here. I want to spend some time with you tonight. I'm not going to take my pill. 
I'm going to stay up and watch TV with you. It's like, oh, my God. What are you going to do with that pill? I'll trade you for some weed gummies. So we made our trade. We got some pudding cups and we headed to the TV room. And my favorite TV show at the time was The People versus O.J. Simpson. I loved watching it in the 90s when it happened the first time. I loved watching this side of it. The acting on it was incredible. I loved it, totally addicted. And after a couple of episodes, I start to realize that Nana doesn't remember it happened the first time. She turns to me after an episode and goes, I think that Mark Furman's gonna turn out to be a racist. I was like, I think you're right. And I saw my opportunity and I bet her $170 that they find OJ not guilty. She thought I was an idiot and she took that bet. And that's how I got my tire fixed. I can't wait to see what I win off of her when I show her JFK. Thank you guys so much. The amazing, hilarious Jen Colbert. You can see this performance in sparkling Technicolor. Just friend us on Facebook or Twitter. And I'll have you know that at last report, Nana, she was doing just fine. The band, the incredible Snap Judgment live band, Bells Atlas, they just put out an album of their own. It is magical, funky, soulful, sexy, just like they are. You can get it at bellsatlas.com. Big love to the beautiful Paramount Theater in downtown Oakland, California, because even though this is not the news, this is WNYC. (laughs) 